This is a Clark University podcast. Can you do it first? I want to see how you do it. I don't think I can do this, honestly. Can I do this? Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. My name is Hugh Mannon, and I'm the chair of visual and performing arts at Clark University. I'm a professor of screen studies, and my areas of interest are psychoanalysis as a theoretical model and film noir as a Hollywood genre. Hi. My name is Shuan Yu. I'm an assistant professor at the Computer Science Department of Clark University. My research area is human-computer interaction and social computing. I study YouTube and TikTok to understand community interactions. I'm Melissa Hansen, a creative producer in Clark University's communications office, and this is Challenge Change. (laughs) (laughs) Today we're talking about autonomous sensory meridian response, most commonly known as ASMR. It's a recent social media phenomenon where creators make multi-sensory videos, trying to trigger a reaction from viewers. You've probably seen these videos while scrolling through social media. They often include whispering or tapping fingers on a microphone. Two Clark University professors have studied this trend, analyzing the social connection and intimacy that can spur from ASMR. I'm Hugh Mannon. I'm the chair of the Department of Visual and Performing Arts at Clark University. I'm a professor of screen studies. My name is Shu Niu, and uh, I'm an assistant professor at the Department of Computer Science. I studied the community interactions and social relationships and media types on uh, platforms like YouTube and TikTok. Hugh and Shu analyzed more than 2,600 ASMR videos for a paper studying the trend, trying to understand the culture and community. Social media, digital media, the speed with which people communicate today causes all sorts of anxiety. And oddly, people are using ASMR as a sort of remedy to that anxiety. ASMR treats subjects as objects. So the idea is that ASMR is kind of indifferent to you as a thinking conscious being and is paying attention to you as a physical neurological piece of meat. <laughs> so it's it's playing with you in a way that's much more primal than the way that you engage with the world on a day-to-day basis. And it's sort of taking your consciousness out of the picture and treating you like a ball of neurons, among other things. Cool metal, yes, cool. Mm-hmm. Same. There's the famous mm-hmm. cranial nerve exam ASMR video. About the same. About the same. Here. Here. About the same. Mm-hmm. There's thousands of these. And what those videos do is sort of treat you like a doctor would treat you, but not like a caring, loving person would treat you. It's not about, you know, a relationship with a doctor. They're not touching you, they're palpating you. And that, those are two different things, right? So it's sort of checking your body out physically to make sure that there's no moles or bumps or whatever um, is very different than someone caressing your body. And so ASMR plays that difference one against the other. It's the indifference to the user that's somehow calming. You be head steady and follow my finger. We want to know if there's any double vision. Any double vision? Any double vision? Any double vision? 
I know from our data analysis, we do see a lot of videos are created for people with uh, somnia or any type of, you know, sleeping issues. And, you know, some people have uh, PTSD or those type of anxiety. Maybe this type of video can make you feel relaxed or sleepy at a certain point. But it's hard to say that it can be generalized to everybody. ASMR videos have racked up millions and millions of views. It's among the top five YouTube search queries globally, and in the US, it has a search volume of more than 14 million. ASM artists span from children to grandparents, and their videos are popular worldwide. I see old people, I see young people, I even see kids, and I see animals. They have a wide variety of people are creating it. I think there are, uh, there are some sort of personality tie to the viewers like if you are uh for example if you are you have someone like a grandpa in your life and you prefer that type of grandpa slow speak sound and then you know and you can go to youtube and find a lot of videos made by those senior male person with a male voice right so those are why asmr is very diverse and attract a lot of people because you know you don't have to have a certain type of personalities or image to to be on youtube and make videos you know, there's this other phrase that kind of pushes in the different direction, misophonia, the idea that, you know, cer certain sounds like chewing sounds can have a really strong, powerful, offensive, disgusting effect on um, on other listeners. And so how is it that ASMR affects one group of people in such a positive way and another group of people in such a, you know, a, a prominently negative way? That's in and of itself really fascinating from a cultural standpoint, from a neurological standpoint, and, and lots of other ways as well. While some people have an incredible reaction to ASMR, feeling that tickle in their brain, for others, this trend is nothing more than another video on social media. To Hugh, ASMR is nothing special, but he has found some fascination in, quote, accidental ASMR. One thing that interested me and, and continues to interest me about ASMR videos is, is, quote unquote, unintentional ASMR videos. So ones that aren't produced with an ASMR listener in mind, but instead are produced with some other goal in mind. So I kind of did go down the rabbit hole of chasing unintentional ASMR videos for a long while. And I think what was interesting to me about that wasn't so much that they produced tingles, but just that they were so rarefied and so obscure. Does that feel comfortable? Absolutely. Perfect. Okay, just remain square standing, sir. So suit fitting videos are, you know, they're very rote. They're very kind of indifferent to the user. And you'll just see some guy in a, in a London uh, tailoring shop you know, checking out somebody's size and measuring them and kind of trying, you know, having them try on different suit coats of different types. I mean, those are really fascinating videos in their own right. And the fact that people are using them for purposes for which they were not intended in the first place is just really interesting to me from like a cult film, you know, as somebody who's into weird media, like it's weird media, like flat out. And so I think that does have an appeal for me, but for not, but not necessarily for the reasons that other ASMR devotees would be into it. Different people want different things, and different, same thing have different effects on different people, right? So, like, some people want, like to hear the sound of water, and some people feel like it is actually too noisy, or sometimes like that. 
some people say this some specific type of、uh, sound make them feel sleepy, and sometimes they feel relaxed or drowsy. But mostly, it's like it's a calming type of feeling. I see a lot of different descriptions of. Uh, you know, SMR experience. I think the strange is exactly the right word to describe it. It's like you you feel some sort of special feeling that's it's hard to describe. Challenge Change is produced by Andrew Hart and Melissa Hansen for Clark University. Find other episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> One, two, three. Clark. <laughs>